And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you happen to be around the world, and welcome to the Groovy Podcast. This is a simple, informal podcast just before Thanksgiving, where we thought we'd take the opportunity to talk to Sergio Delamo. Now, as I normally say, let me just say here, uh, my name is Ken Cousin, and I'm podcasting, or screencasting, I suppose you should say, from Marlboro, Connecticut. And Sergio, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Sergio Delamo. I am podcasting from Guadalajara, Spain. So that's um, like 50 kilometers away from Madrid in, in the center of Spain. It's 5 p.m. for me. Oh, okay. So I wondered where where you actually were. I, I only knew the Madrid location, but I knew that uh, you weren't actually in Madrid just as Guillaume Laforge is not in Paris. He's far from it and everything. Yeah, a small city. There is a Mexico city with the same name. This one is much, much smaller. Really? So the one in Mexico, the Guadalajara, is that? Yeah, Mexico and Guadalajara actually is, I believe, is one of the biggest cities in the world, actually, from number of uh, inhabitants. Where I live is like 70,000 people, so pretty small okay. town. Yeah, I knew I recognized the name, and I thought, that can't be right. And okay, I get it. So yeah. they're probably named after the one in Spain, presumably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So how are you today? I know it's a... I'm I do apologize for doing this late in the afternoon for you. Um, just fit in the schedule this way. And it's the day before Thanksgiving. Now, does Spain have a, did they celebrate the holiday the same way they do in the U.S.? Or do they no, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving at all. So are you working tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, my condolences. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have plenty of uh, bank holidays here, but not this particular one. Yeah. Well, I'm a one-person company, so I'll be doing some work anyway. I mean, you never know how it goes there. Um, there's a couple things. Uh, for the people who are not familiar with your work, and, and I know that shouldn't be too many at this point, let me just say by way of, of preliminaries that you, you work at OCI, right? Correct. And you're a member of both the Grails team and the Micronaut team at OCI. Is that correct also? That's correct. And of course, what most people in the Groovy community would be aware of is that you are the author of the Groovy Calamari newsletter. Yep. And most recently, you've created a podcast for that as well. Correct, yeah. So do you want to mention or talk about any of those given things for a moment? Yeah. Um, so um, I, I've been writing the newsletter, I believe it's three years now, something like that, more or less uh, weekly. Um, so it's a collection of links, like six, seven links about... Um, Groovy ecosystem topics. I am lucky enough to be working with those technologies um, for the past, um, yeah, since I started the newsletter. Um, I have continuously been working with those technologies. So I, I happen to to find those links while I am working most of the times. Um, so there is a lot of great content lately, a lot of Micronaut content, um, a lot of Gradle content. So if you are working with any of those technologies, um, that's a pretty similar newsletter to... So I initially, I was doing a lot of iOS development um, in the iOS world. Um, I believe still there is a, a big newsletter called uh, iOS Dev Weekly, um, which I was subscribed to and I enjoyed a lot and I learned a lot from it. Um, so I was actually attending one bridge um, three or four years ago and I was uh, attending a talk by Andres Almire. Um, I believe he was doing a talk about um, Gradle plugins. So he basically presented, he, the, the talk was a collection of links 
um, about useful Gradle plugins like the license plugins or something like that. And I thought, yeah, this, I mean, uh, it clicked for me. I say, yeah, I'm going to go home and next week, uh, same thing as this guy in the um, iOS uh, ecosystem is doing, I'm going to be doing for the Groovy ecosystem. And um, yeah, since apparently Andres uh, showed me that there is really a lot of uh, good content in the Groovy ecosystem. And actually once um, I started doing that, uh, yeah, there is like a huge amount. Mr. Hacky is like half, yeah. of, my, half of my newsletter is like links to, to his blog. Um, so yeah, I was, has been a, a tremendous, um, learning, learning opportunity for me because basically forces me to at least read six or seven things and watch a lot of, um, technical talks. Um, so it has been, I've learned a lot actually. It's like homework for me, like every week, um, which has been tremendous. Um, and I, about the podcast, I, well, well, wait, just one moment before we get to the podcast, yeah. just for those people who are not aware, the Groovy Calamari, of course, is located at groovycalamari.com. And right. the hardest part of that URL, of course, is spelling calamari correctly, uh, the C-A-L-A-M-A-R-I. Uh, what's that about? Why, why did you choose the name calamari? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I... Um... Calamari is not a Spanish word, it's an Italian word. So in, in Spain we have calamar. So I, yeah, I kind of wanted something with an animal and kind of um, think squids are um, funny animals and <laughs> I went from there. I didn't put probably a lot of um, thought about it. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's uh, the mascot came along and yeah, I'm actually pretty happy with the brand. Um, and well, yeah, I, I think see, it's... I see you have your your groovy calamari T-shirt on, right? Yeah, Can you show the the squid there, you know. Limited edition. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have one of those somewhere. Yeah, I actually tried in Amazon. They used to have. I will. I don't know if that's still going, but they used to have one service called um, Amazon uh, Merch. I believe was the name where you could basically upload the T-shirts and and right. they allow you. They basically enable everyone to sell t-shirts um, worldwide um, without having to pay for the shipping costs. Um, so that was me uh, testing the waters of Amazon uh, Merch. Um, apparently, I don't know if Amazon Merch still not going on or, or I was selling so few t-shirts that they uh, basically removed the item from the catalog, but um, that's no longer an option. Um, and I have not explored that since. Um, Eventually, I probably will put t-shirts for to sell online, but um, yeah. So well, I do I remember know. I do remember you doing that, and I do remember ordering one. Yeah. Um, I I presume they didn't sell well enough for you to you know give up your day job, at least not yet. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, of course, yeah. the fact that that the squid that you picked has this giant eyeball right in the middle of it. I mean, it does yeah. sort of haunt your nightmares, doesn't it, or or not? Yeah, apparently it doesn't. <laughs> 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 anyway, so the, the Groovy Calamari newsletter, wow, I can't believe it's been three years already. Uh, yeah, that's that's always very popular. I, I get that, um, well, it's kind of, every time I really look forward to that. That's, of course, on the Groovy podcast, we, you know, try to, we're always glad when somebody else curates the links for us so that we can just yeah. them. You know, that's very helpful. Uh, with credit, you know, we don't have any problem with that, but that's, that's very useful to us. I, I have noticed the big shift to Micronaut. Uh, relatively recently, but that's not a big surprise as Micronoff 
right micronaut 1.0 has recently come out so what do you do as part of the the micronaut team what's your role in that so i am lately working on the um, re release of open id connect um support for a uh, micro 1.1 um before that i have worked in the in the security module as well in the views uh, support so in micro you can have like um, even if like Probably that's not what most people do, but you can still render HTML in Micronaut. Uh, you can integrate with uh, Timely for, for our beloved uh, velocity uh, for, for those of us who used uh, strats in the past. Wow. Uh, so yeah, velocity uh, is a really stable project and, and you can use it. Um, yeah, yeah, good luck with that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> so and um, mostly I have been working on the guides uh, in Micronaut. So I have been working in most of the guides that we have out there. We put a lot of content there um, in both three languages supported in the platform. So yeah, that's been my role in Micronaut. Um, now the, yeah. the Micronaut website, uh, as I recall, is just micronaut.io, right? Correct. So I'm, I'm adding that to the show notes. Uh, micronaut.io, but uh, is there a site off of that for the guides? Yeah, that will be guides.micronaut.io. So, it's oh, so a, that's a actually, let me just add that in. So guides.micronaut.io. Now you also were instrumental in a lot of the um, the Grails guides as well, yeah. right? Yeah. So both uh, both guides in the Grails um, territory and in the Micronaut thing are more or less under um my umbrella so i have been working on those so that that's a grails is that a guides that's guides guides the same the same structure guides.grails.org so it's both, org, yeah yeah so uh it's is work still going on i i do see occasionally a new grails guide coming out but the yeah uh, it's still going on in grails the thing is we have covered a lot of ground um <laughs> so the we have covered most of the um, of the um, regular ones, so like the beginner's guides, can we say? Um, we are still doing those, but we are doing those with less frequency. Uh, we'll probably release some content about um, how to upgrade um, from between grace versions. Uh, I don't know if that will be released in video format or in a guide, probably in video. Um, but we are still working on that content. Um, and yeah, I, actually we are, a lot of times now we are doing the same guide for both uh, frameworks. Well, the, the big news that came out of the Grails community recently, at least if you follow, for example, Graham Roche's Twitter feed, yep. is that apparently in Grails 4, they're yep. going to redo much of the internals of Grails in order to take advantage of the technologies that were developed for Micronaut. Can you yep. give any details about that? Yeah, so basically last week um, we announced uh, Microsoft for Spring. So basically you can have um, an application with um, Spring annotations that you are used to, like um, add RESTful controller, add get mapping, um, add component, um, and you can have um, uh, the annotations dependency as compile only. Uh, and then the implementations are provided by Micronaut. Um, so essentially, you can create uh, libraries um, for uh, both Micronaut and Spring, um, and it also will help with the migration from Spring to Micronaut. 
So we are really excited about that. Um, in Agrail's point of view, it's um, really exciting as well because um, uh, Micron will be the parent context of uh, Spring um, in Grace 4. Um, plus um, all the the good changes that the Spring folks have uh, brought to my, to Spring Boot 2.1. Um, so Grace 4 will be a huge performance boost for Grace applications. So I think that's really exciting for Grace. I still, Grace, um, for me, is still the, the most productive um, uh, web application framework days. Um, and if we manage to also bring the performance uh, gains there, I think that's huge news for Grace. Also, Grace 4 would get rid of support from JDK 1.7, so that will help a lot in the breaking out of things. Hibernate 5.2 will be there also. Uh, which Hibernate 5.2 uh, deprecates uh, JDK 1.7 support. So that's why we have not migrated um, to Hibernate 5.2 until now. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about Grace. Grace is looking, is looking great. It's looking that uh, all the effort put into Micron is going to pay off uh, in Grace as well. Well, just as a couple of comments. I mean, I've been working with Spring Boot for a while and one of the issues with Spring Boot was trying to run on Java 11, as, as you're no doubt aware. And the problem with Spring and Spring Boot on Java 11 was not just the Spring dependencies, it was also Hibernate. And it wasn't until Hibernate, I think it was 5.3, before they resolved all their issues in running on uh, Java 11. So when Spring Boot just recently versioned to 2.1, which brought in the Hibernate 5.3, now everything there runs on Java 11. I presume that when Grails 4 comes out, even though the minimum JDK level will be 1.8, right? They will support Java 11 on that, is that correct? I think so. I think the plan is to support Java 8, 9, 10, and 11. Mm. Well, um, of course, as far as, as far as Oracle's concerned, there is no 9. Yeah, as far as Oracle is concerned, there is only 8 and 11, but uh, yeah, yeah plan is, the plan is that. Um, so yeah, probably if by the time Grace 4 um, is released, it uh, makes more sense to have a Hibernate uh, 5.3 instead of 5.2, that will be probably the Well, let, the me, let me ask you a really unfair question. Do you have any idea at all as to when we should expect Grails 4? I mean, can you, can you time box that at all? I don't really know, but my guess is um, the first quarter 2018 or early 2019, sorry. Um, so yeah, the, Graham is actively working on that, uh, and many other folks in the team are. Um, so today we were like splitting a bunch of tasks about Grace 4. Um, so uh, the effort is being pushed towards the Grace 4 now, and yeah, the sooner the better. But um, I mean, it's a big change, um, so we take some time. Well, that's a that's really good news, and I do hope that they make that uh, rough deadline. I. I think it's a bit optimistic, but we'll see. You know, I, okay. it would be nice. If no promises. <laughs> yeah, uh, understood. Yeah, of course not. And but it is nice to see people like Graham, you know, turning their full attention to Grails to to try to revitalize it. Just out of curiosity, have you talked to anybody from the Spring team at all? Uh, how do they feel about the fact that you could take a Spring app and now convert it to Micronaut, <laughs> intercepting I, all? I everything? haven't talked to them, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are benefits for a Spring. Uh, as well, um, such as you can use, um, yeah, you can run a spring in, in Graal, for example, which um, 
yeah, right now was not possible. And um, with this is possible. I mean, yeah, I haven't talked with them. Yeah, I, I'm wondering what their reaction is going to be to all this. Now, of course, they don't necessarily care about I other frameworks. huge. Yeah, they're so much bigger than than Grails or especially Micronaut at this point. Although I imagine, how's the adoption level going with Micronaut? Have you heard anything? I mean, we heard a lot of things. Uh, we have clients who use Micronaut. We already uh, we know from third part. We know from many companies who are not our clients who are using Micronaut already. So that's pretty exciting as well. Um, there are a lot of people giving talks uh, outside from the from OCI team. So that's great as well. Um, um, yeah, I mean, so far so good. I mean, I think the the one point one the one zero zero release um, help a lot for people to be confident to to try the technology. Um, and yeah, since we released the the one zero zero, I think people are are putting this into production. Well, let me, I mean, you mentioned a lot of people are giving talks and, and that's certainly true. I'm seeing those pop up all over the place and it's not just the OCI team members, yeah. as you say. Uh, one thing I want to ask, uh, that brings us, of course, to Greech. Now, you mentioned Greech before as one of the ways you became interested in the community in the first place, you know, or in writing a newsletter, especially. Um, now, Greech has a long, proud history but it looked like it was going to go away. Uh, and then suddenly it came back. Can you give us some insider perspective on some of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, Grich is um, dear to my heart. So I I told before that I started the newsletter after attending a Grich talk, but I actually, I entered the community after attending Grich. Um, so I, I have attended Gritch, I believe. So Gritch has been going for seven years. I believe I have attended six, six of those seven. Mm. Um, and yeah, I attended the second one um, without really knowing anything about Grace or any of those technologies. I basically, um, someone told me, um, yeah, I, I was developing in Strats um, and someone told me, yeah, you should come here. Grace is so awesome. You will be like 10 times more productive and I went to the conference and I was, yeah, it's like mind blowing. So uh, at that time was, yeah, like, I don't know, like going from Strats to Grails, I don't remember what version was, was like, I mean, that was amazing. Um, so then I, I, yeah, I kept going to, to Grits, even with, I was not like working uh, full time on, on Grails applications. I was doing a lot of mobile development at that time. Um, um, yeah. Grits was is really close to where I live, so it was always a great conference for me. Uh, and the insight about the um, the conference next year is basically, um, yeah, running a conference as I am discovering is uh, a bit time consuming. <laughs> uh, so Ivan and Alberto needed a break, um, and yeah, I didn't want the conference to go away. Um, I'm trying to uh, with the help of the newsletter, if maybe it helps to bring attention to the conference and, and now with the podcast um, and also opening a bit the scope of the conference to bring more attendees. Uh, hopefully the conference, um, it's a viable thing uh, for the years to come, basically. So Greech, has has that always been in Madrid? I thought it was, right? Yeah, has yeah. been always been in Madrid. And that was run, you mentioned uh, Ivan, so that's Ivan Lopez? Yeah. 
Conference yeah. creator is Alberto Vilches, um, but Ivan has been helping Alberto for, for many years, I believe four or five years of the seven. Um, so yeah, the, the team did a, a wonderful job and yeah, hopefully they, they will yeah. help me in the years to come. As I recall, one of the biggest features about Greech was that it was a very low cost uh, conference. It didn't, it was very inexpensive to if attend. If you compare to, to a conference in the States or a conference in, in the UK or in North Europe, yeah, it is like ridiculous cheap for a conference of the technical level. We are lucky enough um, to have um, Graham be in Spain since the beginning of Greech. Mm. Um, and also uh, Alvaro Sanchez, the the, uh, the Ivan, who is an amazing speaker. So they are all here based. Um, so the, the the pool of talent in Spain is is I would say is huge uh, for such a small country. Um, and we are lucky enough that the the cost of living is also cheap. So for us, if we want the Spanish attendees to come to the conference, we cannot have like a huge price. Um, so it makes everything tricky because we have to run the conference in a low budget. Um, but yeah, that was see how it works. That was always the from an outside perspective. That was always my worry is that the cost was so low. I I wondered how long you'd be able to maintain running a conference under the associated budgets and yeah, and when I mean, it was sorry. Yeah, the I mean the with the ticket price, um, we need the sponsors otherwise. The conference is not a viable thing. Um, hopefully, we'll have both uh, more attendance and um, the same great sponsors or better. And um, yeah, we can make a great conference next year. Now, what I recall was that it was uh, Ivan, or was it both of them that published that open letter basically saying that they weren't going to be able to have a, a Greech next year? I believe both of them, yeah. Yeah. And is that what? made you decide that you wanted to help out with the organization or what what triggered it for you uh, did they contact yeah you? well that was kind of the catalyst so i um, yeah I, I heard the news the same as you probably um but ivan is um in my chat so ivan is working in OCI as well so i talked to him and say yeah it's uh, i i i am really sorry about this thing and yeah it was for me, it's kind of, uh, I mean, that's doing grits is probably not the most intelligent uh, thing for me to do from a, from a financial point of view or um, time or where to put my time probably. But um, yeah, I didn't want the conference to go away. So yeah, we are, um, we're getting some help. I'm getting help also from other folks from the community. Um, so that's great as well. Well, let's yeah. let's give people some of the the background details. So, uh, Greech is at GreechConf, so G R E A C H C O N F dot com. Correct. And I've got the page open, and it says now it says Android and JVM frameworks and langs. So you say, as you mentioned, there are now two tracks. One track one is called Microservices and JVM frameworks, and the other track is called Android Tests and JVM langs. Yeah. Uh, what uh, inspired that move to, to to make two separate tracks now? Uh, I think the, um, as much as I like Grace and the Groovy community, I think we are kind of uh, a really small niche. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we need more attendance in the conference, in my point of view, in order to make the conference viable. Um, I know there is like a, a lack of Android conferences um, 
in Madrid, um, mm. in Spain in general, I would say. Um, so I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, there is a lot of to be learned from both worlds. I think uh, Grails, Micronaut, uh, Ratpack, all of those technologies are great technologies to build backends for uh, Android applications. Um, and we need to put those technologies in front of uh, all those Android developers. Um, otherwise, they will never build those backends with those technologies. They will build them with Node or with whatever. So um, yeah, I think there is a lot of to be learned. Also, um, yeah, Kotlin is uh, really strong here. And, and hopefully, we have some talks about that as well. Um, some people coming to the conference for that. Um, so that's where the JVM languages come from, the alternative JVM languages. Um, we are going to have a lot of uh, content from from previous grids. So there will be a lot of Groovy. Uh, we'll have Andres, we'll have uh, uh, Guillaume Laforge, um, we'll have a lot of Grace, we'll have um, Graham Rocher, who is the Grace project lead. So I don't think there will be a shortage of um, Groovy and Grace content. So if you are coming to the conference uh, because of Groovy, don't, don't be afraid. Uh, I like Ruby as well, and I will be organizing the conference and, and putting an agenda uh, that I like. So, um, yeah, I think that's the reasoning behind the, the broader scope of the conference. I think it's a very good idea, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, you know, how the communities interact with each other, how yeah. I can get some cross-publicity possibly for the attendance and the conference. You, you certainly have a, a lot of strong people uh, that would encourage attendance. I mean having yeah. Graham and Guillaume and Andres. And of course I know, um, I don't know him personally, but Antonio, is it pronounced Leva? Leva? I Leva, don't know. Yeah. How do you say it? Leva. Leva. Uh, yes, he's uh, the author of the Kotlin for Android book that he published through, um, pra uh, through uh, LeanPub. And that's done extremely well. And he does very active in that community. Yeah. Uh, the other people I, on the pictures on there, I don't necessarily know, but I'm sure there'll be a lot of attendance. Now, there's the call for papers is still open, right? Yeah. So the, if you want to come to Grits, uh, you can do two things, um, which will help the conference either um, submit a call for papers request. So uh, you will find a link in the website um, to the call for papers. Um, we are looking for topics um, around all the, yeah, around Groovy, Grace, Micronaut, um, Kotlin, um, Google Cloud, uh, AWS, uh, microservices, uh, Micronaut. So all those topics you are looking for uh, talks. If you want to Gradle, uh, there will be a lot of Gradle content as well. If you want to talk about any of those, um, please uh, fill the form. Uh, we are closing the call for papers, um, I believe, the second week of January. Yeah, it says uh, January 14th on the website. Yeah. And the other thing that you can do is buy a ticket. So we are selling right. tickets already. So um, if you want to come, now is the best time because the cheapest tickets are still available. Not not a lot of them. So if you want to come, hurry up because they will probably sell out this week. But um, yeah, those are the two things. Um, um, yeah, if you want to and have any still, doubts about the conference, please, yeah. Send it's me an still email. very inexpensive based on anything I've seen, you know, certainly on the others. I, I see you've still got a few doorbuster tickets left and then there'll be an early bird and a normal price and we'll see how that goes. So of course on the, on our podcast, we'll be very happy to uh, mention this as frequently as we can. I, I really would love to see this conference succeed, you know, to do really well. And I mean, if you're going to put in all that time and effort, we'd like to see a reward for it, you know? Uh, so, which again, I, I, 
I have this problem personally that when I have too many things to do, I have a tendency to pick up another project uh, just because I like starting projects much more than I like finishing them. And you seem to have done something similar, which brings me to the Groovy Calamari podcast. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to say something about that? Yeah. But so I, I, I was doing a big commute for three years. So I was doing like... Um, uh, two hours and a half, uh, so a one hour go, one hour and a half. Uh, so wow. between go and, and back to to my place was taking me like two hours and a half of my day. So I I I went really into podcasts and and audiobooks actually also. Um, so I I have been a podcast uh, listener forever, um, and I yeah I wanted to explore that medium and. And I think it will be a great vehicle to to also convey some information about the conference. So the plan is to interview the speakers of the conference and some of the sponsors. Um, so that will be coming. Uh, so that will be. So the plan is to cover a similar ground as I cover with the newsletter, but also um, use the opportunity to present all those uh, persons to that you see in a conference as speakers in a more uh, relaxed way. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the genesis about that. Um, and hopefully, I I managed to 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 record the podcast uh, for three years as I have been doing for the, with the uh, newsletter. That will be a great success. Uh, but it is uh, a different medium, so probably more comfortable with the newsletter than the podcast. But we'll see. Um, I was able to listen to that first one. I, I couldn't get it. I usually, I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I did for a little while. And then I, I stopped traveling on planes as often. I found that podcasts work really well during a commute, like you say. And I don't have a commute, but when I travel to uh, different cities and stuff, then I used to listen to them on a plane. And my mechanism was unfortunately uh, to use like uh, Google Music or one of the other podcast readers. I'm not an iTunes person. Yeah. And unfortunately, the Groovy Calamari podcast still doesn't show up under uh, Google Music yet. I remember with the Groovy podcast, we had to fill out some extra form and sign some agreements or whatever uh, for that. But I'm, I'm glad that on the website, which I, I'll put a link to in the show notes, you actually made it possible to listen to the podcast on the website yeah so basically what i did is um, instead of using one of the podcast services i am writing a podcast cms in micronaut um, so i actually self-host the um, so i i generate the rss feed in a micronaut application which hopefully i can release uh, open source soon cool um, so as a way to experiment with a real application with a real micronaut application um so that's the reason that this is not like going across everything so the the thing i did is i submit the rss feed to um to itunes podcast uh, which is normally picked by many of those um, so what itunes podcast does is it mirrors the mm -hmm. rss feed and that's picked by most of the other podcasts um, like pocket casts or overcast which is the right. one i use right. I didn't expect Google Music not to do that. Uh, apparently, they you need to submit there, but I have I have not done that. I, a couple of people wrote me on Twitter also that I need to submit the the feed to other places. I will do that, but as you said, so many things and 
So if you think. Yeah, I mean, I know that's just a pain. I, I know that as long as you are able to have a player embedded in the web page there, uh, I'll certainly be able to listen to it that way. I won't necessarily be able to download it and listen to it offline, but that's okay. I'll try to keep up with it myself. And I want to welcome you to the podcasting community, partly <laughs> because it's good to have more groovy content. And it's also good because you are by far the person who gives us the, hard, the hardest time about the delays between our podcasts. Yeah, now <laughs> you can give it to me. Now it's our turn, yes. <laughs> So, but I won't because it. You'll learn. You know, you'll see. You'll set. But I, I'm really glad to have it. Uh, have you uh, along for the ride? And and you know, anything we can do to help out on your podcast and to uh, encourage people to listen to it, and we'll be sure to mention it as often as we can, as well. Now, one other thing, by the way, that that you do periodically that people may or may not be aware of. You do a lot of the webinars, the online training for OCI. Yeah, we have been doing a lot. We have been doing actually um, a big testing series. Uh, we did like a Spock one, a JEP, um, a JEP webinar and, and a Grace testing last Friday, which was great, I think. Um, and yeah, I think people who attended them, they enjoy them a lot. and. Actually, I was reviewing the other day um, all the trainings um, that I have done during 2018, and I have done a couple, yeah. Yeah, I, I attended um, an earlier one. I wasn't able to make it to the testing ones, but I'm somewhat familiar with those already. But I do want to mention the Jeb one, of course, because Baruch caused us all kinds of trouble in our last podcast by complaining about the pace of uh, innovation yeah. at Jeb based on the number of commits going on in the, the GitHub repository. And fortunately, uh, Marcin, I, I assume it's pronounced Marcin Erdman? I think it's Marcin. Marcin, um, right. Uh, yeah, of course, I'm a, with an American accent. I always get the accent on the wrong syllable. So Marcin uh, Erdman replied, of course, that, of course, the reason there's not a lot of commits onto the code base is because it's a pretty stable code base. The most of the functionality sure. they want is there, and it works really well. And of course, he has things he wants to add. That's always true. But uh, I think he's the only guy who's uh, spending a lot of time on it. Now, you just did a, a, a training on Jeb or the, the webinar. What do you call it? The webinar? Uh, yeah, no, those normally we call training. So right. we do like these free one-hour webinars, uh, we call them. And then we do the three-hour training. We have, like, for example, in uh, the 26, we have uh, the first uh, micro training. We do like 12 hours. James Clee, uh, who is like the... Lieutenant of Graham, that's the 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 first online uh, micro training. So if you want to to do that, yeah, that's completely recommended. In December, I believe Jeff has a Grace training, also like um, big ones. Um, like I believe it's three days Grace training. So we do those, and and yeah, I think people are happy that we do them. Those they, yeah, it's sometimes it's nice to to see the person that interact through a different medium than, than, so it's like a more flexible, we do like with, you have like a chat so that they can ask questions. We can have like a questions and answers block at the end. So I think those are working great. And I think we will continue to do those in the future. Um, about Jeb, I do a talk actually, I talk in ComitConf, which, which is a conference in Madrid in, starts on Friday. Uh, oh. I, I do a Jeb talk on Saturday. So I, Jeb is my darling, so I, I really like the, I, I believe it's really powerful and I have used it a lot. So I have used it in, in 
for testing and also for for scraping i think jep is wonderful example of um how 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 such a great fit group is for a dsl um i think it's yeah the perfect example that um it doesn't get more 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 clear than it uses like all the tricks under the groovy book like method missing and delegation so it's like everything on on favor of creating like the easier to read um, specification possible and I, and I really enjoy using jep and yeah hopefully the people will use that more because um yeah integration tests don't get don't get a lot of attention so well. I would agree. I mean, I've always been a big fan of Jeb, and, and I've always felt that anybody who does Selenium testing or Selenium, however they say it, the web driver testing really needs to look at it because it'll simplify your life so much that yeah. not just the DSL, but the page model approach yeah. makes life so much easier. Now, I have to admit everything I've learned about it, other than getting information on the website, you know, Jebish dot, I think that's dot org, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Other than that, I mean, I learned from uh, Craig Atkinson. And yeah. he used to do talks at um, at great yeah, conf, right? right? Certainly in the U.S. I don't recall whether I saw any at in uh, in at the EU version, but definitely at great conf in the U.S. And he, you know, what would happen is is that I would put in what I generally call an aspirational talk. I, I'd try to propose a talk for a conference, knowing that I really wasn't an expert, but by the fact that I had to give the talk would force me to to come up to speed. And Craig being very generous with his time and effort, managed to bail me out of a couple of presentations there, giving me a lot of information and answering my questions and everything. I wish I could have gone to your, what was it called, acceptance testing with Jeb workshop. That that would have been a lot of fun. I, I had a conflict that time, but um, I'm glad that you're, you're still doing that and that it's very active and everything. Do you have, a, so you've got a conference this weekend in Madrid, yeah. you said. Yeah. Uh, anything Good. else coming up for you that you want to mention? Not really. So, um, I, as I said, we have like the Micronaut training on the um, coming for us. That's um, yeah. If you want to learn about Micronaut, that's probably the way to go. Um, and the great training as well. Um, and yeah, looking forward for Christmas break. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much of a break you're going to get if you're still? Well, I guess yeah. you'll still be collecting proposals at that time. So I don't know how no, much. No, I mean the conference. I, I have to say the conference is. Um, a lot of work, more, yeah. than I, more than I expected, but so hopefully um, people will volunteer to help you out. Yeah, Jose, Jose Miguel, uh, there is uh, one guy who is helping me already actively. So Jose Miguel is uh, taking part active in the organization of the conference. So that's great. Um, I have a couple of folks also who told me that they would like to volunteer. So that's really appreciated. Um, and I will take advantage of that and I will uh, contact uh, those. Um, I'm looking to you, Mario. So yeah, that's um, yeah. So right now it's me and Jose Miguel um, on the organization of the conference. Um, yeah, um, as as conference, it seems it as many people the best to organize it. Well, I do wish you the best of luck with that. Is there anything that you wanted to mention that I haven't thought of or hadn't didn't bring up? No, I mean, um, yeah, I would say please try Micronaut, um, visit micronaut.io, uh, check the guides. Um, if you find something that we are currently not supporting at, that you really, if that was um, on the framework will help you, or if the documentation is not um, 
uh, as good as you need it to be. Um, please let us know. So we are trying to put a lot of effort in the documentation. So uh, speaking about, for example, in the last podcast, you mentioned that uh, about the Groovy support in Micronaut. So we are trying to put like multi-language support to the documentation. So we are um, testing the waters. We have a couple of snippets already with the, with the three languages in the build the snapshot documentation. Um, so we are also trying to do that also for Gradle versus Maven uh, because we are seeing a lot of Maven users who are trying Micron. Um, so if you are a Groovy user, um, we are trying to give as much love to Groovy as possible in Micron, and that means um, putting the documentation samples in Groovy. Actually, all of our tests are in Spock, um, but the snippets that we embed, we try to put them on Java, uh, but we are trying to like those, uh, place them in all three languages uh, with RCDoc. Um, so we are actively working on the documentation and we'll continue to work um, until the end of the year um, to make it as, as groovy as possible. Oh, wonderful. I, I did promise Jen Strader, uh, who's the new developer advocate at Gradle, that yeah. we would mention that they have a webcast coming up. Yeah. Uh, the webcast for Gradle 5, the, the one that's called What's New in Gradle 5.0. I'll put a link in the show notes on that. But if you just go to gradle.org, there's a little banner across the top and you can click on that. That webcast will be, let's see, where's the, the 29th, I believe. It's the um, 29th, right. I'm trying to see if they have a, huh, I don't see the actual time listed on the the, the detail page. Oh, I will cool. link in the in the next Groovy Calamari, I will link to that. Um, okay. So that, um, I think they are going to cover the um, code in DSL, uh, which I tried uh, last Sunday, actually. Um, oh. uh, yeah, I think uh, they have um, some work there to do. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Um, well, the, the, their webcast is going to talk about, as you say, it's a one hour one, and it's going to be Jen and uh, Eric Wendelin. Yeah. Who are the, he's? Uh, I guess he's listed as developer experience lead. How about that? I have I have watched uh, some training material uh, from Eric, and I think he's great. So I yeah. think there will be a great um, a great couple to perform the webinar. Um, yeah. So that's a one hour webcast, and actually, it should be on my calendar because I did sign up for it. Uh, oh, it's a well uh, in my time zone in the east. It's going to be at one p.m. So presumably that means let's see noon 10 9 a.m uh and pacific time so and that would probably be about what 6 I, 7 p.m your time i don't know exactly yeah again. i think it's gonna be late 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 evening for us yeah but that's definitely uh going on on the 29th and that way i can tell jen i, I didn't forget to uh to mention <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the webinar even though of course as you say the biggest thing they're going to be talking about is the new kotlin dsl and this being the groovy podcast we're not supposed to be happy about that right i mean it makes it makes interesting the so I, I don't know if you have played with the kotlin dsl a um, little bit just a little bit i did so I, I i played the other day and i was getting a hard time to get auto-completion um so what i tried to do is i took an android application and tried to migrate it to the mm. kotlin dsl um uh, until I got it like building, um, I was not getting auto-completion. Um, so uh, I think a big issue for them, if they really want to push people to migrate their existing builds to Kotlin DSL, it's going to be the, that experience. Because um, I mean, for, for me, it was uh, a lot of uh, Stack Overflow and, and Google. 
Um, and then I have to say it's still more verbose than the Groovy DSL. Um, even if it's really surprisingly similar in many aspects, um, so it's still uh, a bit more verbose. The, the problem I had was that the recommendations on the Kotlin website were different on how to do things from what I've seen in the preliminary docs, from what I've seen elsewhere, and I didn't have the completion either. So, I mean, we're, we're all working with a pre 1.0 product. Yeah. When this formally comes out as part of Gradle 5, then we'll see. I also didn't really get any serious code completion either in, inside of IntelliJ. But hopefully when the 5.0 comes out and the, the Kotlin DSL 1.0 is official, a lot of that will be clearer and easier and, and more understandable. But yeah, we're, we're going to have to see. I, I think they're putting a lot of hopes on this product, uh, the Gradle people are, and, and I wish them the best. I just have no idea what the reaction in the community will be, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think that's everything I had in mind. Uh, I do, again, uh, very much appreciate your taking the time, especially on a last minute invitation like this. Uh, it just seemed like it was a, it, we do have another groovy podcast schedule, believe it or not. I, I hate to bring those up because they, they often change based on last minute travel arrangements and things like that. I think Baruch and I are planning to talk I think a week from Friday or something like that. And it just seemed like a long time again. And I thought, okay, there's a chance for us to to chat about Micronaut and Grails and the your new podcast as well. Please everybody subscribe to the Ruby Calamari podcast and the newsletter. And yeah. thank you very much for, for being available, for coming. Thank you for having me, Ken. And uh, oh yes, and don't forget to register for Greech and submit a, a talk if you want. And we're looking forward to more on, on that uh, as the months go by. Thank you. Okay, so take care. Bye-bye.